Welcome to Sports Medicine Weekly on 670 The Score, your on-air resource for fitness, nutrition, and injury prevention and treatments for today's weekend warrior and professional athletes with renowned specialist of elbows, knees, and shoulders, Dr. Brian Cole, along with other health and fitness leaders, and your host, Steve Cashel. Sports Medicine Weekly, heard every Saturday morning at 8 a.m. right here on 670 The Score. And good morning, everyone. Welcome in. Brand new edition of Sports Medicine Weekly on this Saturday. Good morning. My name is Steve Cashel. Proud to be joined by my usual co-host, Dr. Brian Cole, head team physician with the Chicago Bulls, one of the team physicians with the White Sox, sports medicine specialist, orthopedic surgeon from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. Our website is sportsmedicineweekly.com. And Dr. Cole, I hope you're doing well on this Saturday morning. Interesting how Major League Baseball, about to kick off the season next week, is doing things a little bit differently than the NHL and the NBA, correct? Yes, they are, you know, unlike having a central hub uh, or a, sort of a bubble approach where you can uh, really tightly control who comes in and out, and geographically you stay in one or just a couple locations, uh, MLB is going to be playing in their stadiums, and I think it's a 60-game uh, season, end up in September, starting July 23rd. It's a different protocol, and it'll involve a lot more testing, a lot more monitoring, uh, but I think it's a good protocol, and uh, it addresses the concerns we have, and I think from a likelihood of success, it's as likely as anything else that we're seeing in uh, either independent baseball, ML, uh, the NBA, or hockey, NHL. Okay, let's move on. And uh, got a great guest on the line, uh, Dr. Cole. We want to bring on Brian Ball, the head athletic trainer with the Chicago White Sox, now in his 20th season with the White Sox. Baseball, of course, has been on pause since March 12th. But the White Sox and MLB have put some uh, great safety measures in place. It's great to see the players back on the field in their individual ballparks. And the Major League season will open on Thursday, July 23rd. First White Sox game, the 24th. And Brian, thanks so much for uh, for joining us. Uh, what has been the biggest challenge for you and the White Sox due to this COVID pandemic? Well, thanks for having me. Uh you know, the biggest challenge we've had is just keeping our players going and keeping their performance levels up. You know, we were almost to the end of spring training when everything got shut down and guys were getting ready for the season. And then everybody got sent home basically for four months. And it was just the biggest challenge was keeping those guys throwing, keeping our pitchers going, uh, just keeping everybody in shape and ready to go. Because when we came back, we're trying to pile a whole spring training of six weeks into three weeks to get ready for, you know, for the season. Brian, you've been back now about two weeks. Is that correct? That's correct. And did so everyone's coming into market from different places and so forth. What was the uh, testing protocol like for you guys when everyone was coming back in? So we had uh, what we call intake testing, where we did a uh, MLB uh, MLB saliva test, as well as a uh, antibodies test uh, with a blood smear on the first day. And we broke that up so that we didn't have more than like 25 tests every day. And uh, we got through that. It took us about four days to get through that. And then it took about 48 to 72 hours to get the results back from uh, the lab that baseball has running all the the, uh, results up in Salt Lake City. And uh, we were fortunate enough to get everybody into camp. And, uh, you know, we just had a couple positives. Uh, that we've dealt with and uh, but all in all everybody coming from every part of the country they were in we were very healthy coming into camp 
you know, moving forward, you know, you, we were lucky that we had the saliva test for one because if anyone's ever had the test, uh, the, the the official one, which for PCR, which the first one, which is the one where you do a nasal pharyngeal swab, goes way up there. And one of the challenges is with our athletes, repeat testing is a big part of the protocol. I just wanted mm-hmm. to get a sense uh, moving forward because you guys are unlike unlike the NHL or ML, or NBA. Uh, in the MLB, we're going to have a little bit of a different situation where you'll be traveling and going to different stadiums without fans. And right. um, I'm curious what the projected frequency, and I've poured over the MLB document myself, and I'm curious what the what you think the sort of the projected frequency is going to be for these guys to get tested. And thankfully, you guys have this relationship for the sputum uh, or the, the saliva uh, because it's a much easier test. And it actually has very good accuracy sensitivity and specificity, uh, uh, even compared to sort of what people think of the gold standard. What do you think the frequency of testing is going to have to be going forward? So we're, we're being tested. Uh, the field staff and the players are in Tier 1. Uh, baseball has this tiered off in different groups. Uh, we have Tier 1s and Tier 2s that get tested. Our Tier 1 group, which is, includes the players, the coaches, the trainers, uh, strength coaches, and uh, we're tested every other day. So and that that will continue throughout the rest of the season as well. Uh, so we're, you know, we have to spit in the tube every other day, and uh, we get an antibodies test once a month. Our tier two folks, they get uh, uh, they get tested twice a week. So our team docs are in our tier one as well, and so they've been getting tested every other day as well. So uh, it's it's a lot of tests, and uh, baseball feels that. By doing the every other day test, that we will prevent like an outbreak in the clubhouse, and this is going to be one of the strategies to help us be successful to keep baseball up and going for the whole year. We're visiting with Brian Ball, head athletic trainer with the Chicago White Sox. I'm Steve Cashel with Dr. Brian Cole at Sports Medicine Weekly here on the Score. Our website is sportsmedicineweekly.com, and uh, Brian. Uh, Tell us about the players, you know, how, how they have uh, are reacting to, to the testing and uh, getting back on the field and, and some of the kind of some of the physical challenges, as you said, because we were shut down for so many weeks and uh, had been put on pause since uh, basically the middle of March. So what are some of the challenges the players are facing physically? So our big thing is, uh, you know, baseball doesn't look like what it looked like whenever they left. Uh, we're, we've all got on surgical masks. Uh, we we got to wear a mask throughout the clubhouse and uh, they've got to keep it on. You know, they have to have their mask on when they're in the clubhouse, when they're in the training room, get treatment, uh, whenever they're uh, doing their activities. And then when they go out on the field, they can take their mask off or if they're doing strenuous activities in the clubhouse, like strength conditioning, they can have their mask off. But, you know, it just, things look a lot different. The, the rooms are socially distanced. Their lockers are six feet apart now and, uh, a locker room, you know, there's nobody in the locker next to them anymore. And we've got, you know, we've got a kind of the White Sox have built an auxiliary clubhouse uh, out into the tunnel where we've got extra lockers set up. We're using the visitors clubhouse during our spring training, our summer camp, our spring training 2.0, whatever you want to call it. And, uh, you know, we're not eating in the clubhouse, not getting the those good uh breakfast and lunch and dinners that they're used to that we are getting we are getting fed but it's all prepackaged and 
uh, ready for you to take home as, as the day's over. But uh, it just, baseball just looks a lot different. And so these guys are, you know, they're, they, they've got to deal with the stress of that. And they've got to deal with the stress of the, you know, the coronavirus and getting tested every other day. And all in all, they're handling it very well. They're, they're very uh, appreciative of the testing. Cause I think that, you know, together we can, we can make this work. And I think that they realize that, uh, that testing negative and, and being able to stay in the game is, is good for everybody because, uh, you know, we got to be socially responsible when you leave the ballpark and go home and not be going out and doing things that you might typically have done otherwise. And, uh, cause they know that, you know, it takes one of them to infect a few other guys. And then before you know it, you know, we 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 don't have enough guys to play. So, uh, baseball for them is a whole lot different than it was when they, when they left to go home in March and uh, they're handling it well. Brian, um, I want to get back to that in a second, but I wanted to ask you something about the strategy with this abbreviated post spring training, spring training two, as you call it, I guess, what are, you know, this really digs deep into your skill set as a trainer and your strength and conditioning guys. There's an amazing team that we have with the white Sox. What did what are you what are you doing differently, if anything, to sort of accelerate things um, with just less time on your hands before the season opener? Well, uh, first off, we have an amazing staff. We have amazing athletic training staff. We got amazing uh, strength coaches. Uh, you know, our whole staff together. We got we got some really good people, and uh, we've just really been working with these guys. We knew that things were getting close. Uh, with negotiations for baseball to start back up at some point. So started making sure that, you know, guys were doing their conditioning. Uh, Alan Thomas, our strength coach, he was, you know, on these guys the whole time they were home about staying in shape and uh, keeping their bodies, uh, you know, in shape so that they would be ready to go. And it'd be a more fine tuning when they got here. And uh, same with uh, Brett Walker, uh, our assistant athletic trainer, and our other guys, James and Josh, you know, they were working with our players to make sure they were throwing, make sure that, uh, you know, they were running and, you know, they're just staying in baseball shape for the whole time they've been at home. And we just didn't know what the end date was going to be, but we knew that we had to stay in shape. And so the biggest challenge for us has just been that we're trying to pile six weeks of work into three weeks. And we're trying not to overwork these guys at the same time, but we got so much stuff to do to get them ready for the game for the season. And, uh, you know, it's just the challenge is you can only get so many people in the clubhouse at this at, at one time. And the training room used to, you know, hold half the team and now it holds seven people, you know. <clears throat> so uh, it's been there's been a lot of long days here. Uh, the staff has put in some uh, 12, 14 hour days here at the ballpark since spring training started. And uh but we're we're going to be ready when the bell rings. Our guys are going to be be ready to go. You know, one of the one of the things that um, I've been talking to a lot of our athletes about is sort of what you were alluding to before is the psychology of this. And you know, in in many respects, this is a privilege at a time when things are just really upside down. I tell them that it's a privilege to be able to do to practice your craft, and it's not. I'm not talking about the money necessarily, although that is relevant in terms of it offers them the ability to make a living. Uh, but it's a privilege to be able to do this at a time when uh, 
there's so many different stresses in life and they have an ins- incredible responsibility like you said to maintain it because they're they're gonna follow the rules in the clubhouse it gets fatiguing after a while too i mean this is like every day is like groundhog day you know and yep. and they i one thing that just can't be lost on us is sort of older individuals a little more seasoned is just to help them from the psychological perspective i mean the public is quick to say well they're being paid tons of money they you know they should be able to suck it up and just do this it isn't really that simple i mean they're they're these guys are in some respects they're kids you know i've got a 21 year old at home and you just watch all the things that our kids are going through and in many ways it's very similar they have to just sort of lock it in until september you know i say you guys have one responsibility stay in shape play well stay healthy uh and uh do your jobs and and get rid of all the extraneous things because it's it's a very real phenomenon. I mean, I, I'm a, it's amazing to me that some of the narratives that I'm hearing even more recently. But, you know, here in Illinois, we were good. And I think, unfortunately, things are going to be, the pressure is going to dial up a little bit. Uh, I can tell you the testing challenges are increasing. The pressure there is increasing. The days to get the test results are increasing. The labs are being overwhelmed because the number of people who want to test is going up. And there's a significant positivity rate. So the big package is sort of getting more and more compressed. And I think these guys, they guys have a, they have a big burden, as do you, you know, all of us do. It's a big burden. But I also, on the flip side, think this is really important because the more things that you have that are sort of a sense of normalcy, you know, I think is really important for all of us to see. I mean, people need a distraction. And, and yeah. I, sports is part of our society. It's an enormous part of our society. Um, and independent of the economic impact, just think about the psychology of from our kids on up, how important it is for them to either live this vicariously or see something that's normally going on, even without fans. Tele- television will do a great job. So it's a big responsibility, and I'm sure these guys recognize it. I have to imagine you've had some pretty heartfelt conversations with some of these guys. Yeah, they're for sure. You know, I mean, and at the end of the day, yeah, these guys are they're athletes, and you know, people know who they are. And uh, but you know, they're normal people as well. They've got some of the same concerns going that you know that we all do with our families. And you know, families aren't typically here this time because we're just trying to keep as few people that they have contact with as possible. But obviously, we want them to have contact with their family. But it's a matter of when their family comes into town, their family gets tested. And then, you know, they're, they're sitting on the edge of their seat waiting to make sure that their family's negative, you know, and they don't have it when they get here. And then, you know, they go and they go back home and we go on the road. And, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stress that comes with, with being uh, a professional athlete, but there's a lot more stress right now, just because of all the little things that are going on that are just really got has everybody kind of out of their normal lane that they, that they go in, you know, I mean, even with us in the training room, you know, we're, we're given a daily uh, <clears throat> briefing on test results, you know, and that's not something you would have ever thought that we would be doing that would be coming up before the injury report does, you know, is, you know, is everybody in camp still is, you know, is everybody still okay to be here? So uh, it's just, there's, there's a lot of stress that comes along with that. And these guys, they're normal. And, and like you said before, they're young and they got to deal with it just like everybody else does. Again, our guest, Brian Ball, head athletic trainer with the Chicago White Sox, now in his 20th year with the White Sox. Uh, Brian, uh, continued success. Um, a lot of Sox fans, baseball fans, can't wait to see you guys uh, play 
uh, coming up at the end of uh, next week. So um, we wish you all the best. Thanks so much for uh, for lending your your time and expertise and everything that's going on with the White Sox here on Sports Medicine Weekly. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right. Brian Ball, head athletic trainer with the White Sox. We have to take a break. When we come back, Dr. Brian Cohen, I'll be back with our Ask the Doctor segment. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly only on 670 The Score. <laughs> 